and welcome to the Northern Girls Club podcast, Conversations from the Clubhouse. I am Lauren. Hiya, nice to hear from you. and Nice to see you. No, we need to start that again. Completely went tits up. Don't know what we're talking about. I need to yawn also, so it's not the end of the world. <laughs> Hiya, and welcome to the Northern Girls Club podcast. This is the podcast that is absolutely jam-packed full of Northern accents. So if you usually take the mick out of those kinds of accents and or you are intimidated by down-to-earth and ambitious Northern women, this is not the podcast for you. We are super excited that today we have got Jo with us. And as always, Sasha is going to give Jo the formal introduction that she absolutely deserves. Okay, so hi everyone. So today we've got Jo. Jo is from Burnley and she owns an independent home fragrance company, which she started in lockdown at home. Within a year, Jo had created her own business, expanding to her own shop. Her products are now supplied to the Range UK, Pendle Village, independent shops, and she will be launching her products in John Lewis next year. No. Amazing. <laughs> Sorry, but that's absolutely incredible. Yo, that's so amazing. Can we talk about you first and foremost, though? Like going right, right back, because although we're sat on the sofa with Jo, the businesswoman, we want to maybe perhaps get to know Jo, the Burnley girl. So have you always lived around here? Yeah, always Lived in Burnley, born in Burnley, lived up Manchester Road growing up. Yeah. Um, so this is all, I know this area. So, and is that something that you perhaps have made a conscious choice of thinking, right, I'm from here, I live here, I'm going to stay around here? Or is it somewhere, have you left before? Have you been anywhere no. else? No, yeah, 100%. My business would not be where it is now if it weren't for Burnley people, friends, family, so many like people that I didn't know who have become customers and good friends have made my business what it is and help me get it out there now, like growing each week, so. Yeah, cause your shop is based in Burnley Town yeah. Centre, isn't it? So I think that's interesting for people that are maybe thinking about businesses, because I think with towns like Burnley, there's a lot of misconceptions about all the shops are shutting down and business isn't great. So I think that's interesting for someone, someone like you, who's just started this shop, chosen to do it in Burnley Town Centre and has been really successful with it. So how have you found it so far working in Burnley, living in Burnley? Amazing, but oh my God, so stressful. Yeah. And I guess we'll <laughs> but, get there eventually, but with you being this Burnley businesswoman, what have you done before that? Where did yeah. you start? So you, you've been to a Burnley school, you've left Burnley school, where have you gone and worked? Yeah, so then I left, I literally went to Burnley College for two weeks, Yeah, signed up to do childcare, not what I wanted to do, didn't know what I wanted to do, left and my mum was like, you're 16, you either go back to college or you need to get a job. So I got a temporary part-time Christmas job at Next. I were there for like nine years. Left, went to the NHS. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? Because that's nine years in retail. Yeah. That at the time, I guess you were not even thinking that you would ever really draw from that. Or I guess that was just a job for you back then. Yeah, literally like my mum was like, listen, you, you've got to, like, I, I can't keep you. You've got to do something. So that's what I did. I got kept on and then went to the NHS um, and I were there for eight years. Wow. And then obviously... COVID hit, lockdown, so our jobs totally changed. Everyone was redeployed, you know, we weren't doing our normal job. What was it that yeah. you were doing in the NHS? So I was on um, like a response team. So we were responding to COVID patients. 
so many very jobs well. Sorry, in the NHS that I have no idea. Yeah, we're honestly, and like to say that we work in profession, like we mm. give career advice. But I have to say, th I think since COVID, that's starting to change, and I think there's been so much exposure on the NHS since COVID that yeah. I think people are finally understanding that. Oh my God, the amount of work that people in the NHS actually do but before that people are oblivious aren't they but the and the, and the amazing career path that it offers mm. as well because yeah, one of my is. best friends works in the nhs i have absolutely no idea what she does but i know she's really look, well looked after they've honored mm. her flexibility and stuff so i guess your mum does auntie jackie does yeah people, yeah. people think <laughs> no, but when people think of the nhs they think of nursing yeah, yeah but it's not necessarily that. i mean no. she works in the in the admin administration side of it and she's mm. doing so well like career-wise and stuff so there's so much to be learned outside of the medical mm. profession in the NHS as well. Yeah, Well, a jump floor, that's interesting. So why go from next to the NHS? How did that happen? Because I think what we're really interested in uh, when we do these podcasts, and I'm sure anyone who's listening wants to know. If anyone is listening. If anyone, or one listener. <laughs> is are, you, are you out, out there? there? <laughs> are you out there? Anybody? Hi, Hi Mum. Nana. Um, <laughs> what we're really interested in is the path and the journey and how somebody starts at next and how they then go to the NHS and how they then have their own fragrance company. Yeah. Because sometimes <laughs> it's taking that leap and how do you do it? So yeah. how did you make those jumps? That's what we want to know. Yeah, I just got fed up of retail and in the back of my head, I wanted to do some sort of care work. Um, my sister was a, a nurse cadet. So she was like, Joe, you need to get in the NHS. Once you're in, you're in. But I, in my head, I would never be able to do that. Do you know, I've, I never went to college. I never went to university. I, I worked like, like with retail, total opposite. So you're from that sort of traditional grafting background then? Oh yeah, 100%. Tell me a little bit about that then. So I guess when you grew up, it was you need to go and earn your living instead of go and get in Oh, yeah. My mum and dad, it was constant work. Our little friendship group, our mum and dad's always worked. That's all we ever knew. We were just around people all the time. If you wanted something nice, you went to work and you earned your money for it. I think a lot of those attitudes are still around in our town and towns like ours, aren't they? Because I know my mum... It was very much the case. The minute that she was old enough to work, it was like, right, well, school's not important anymore. You know, go and get to work yeah. because we need this yeah. extra income in. And what I think we will start to see is more of that with the cost of living crisis getting as bad as it yeah. is. Parents are going to say to children who are of the right age that you're going to have to go to work. And yeah. what that means for their individual careers is a big question mark over that, I think. Yeah, and I think the tides are turning because I think when I was at school, it was... it. We didn't talk about BTECs. We didn't talk about going to get a job. It was if you were academic, you went to college and you went to university and that was it. That was your choice. Whereas now in schools, it's much more of a focus on going out and getting a trade, getting a school, not necessarily going to uni. So it's interesting how over time those attitudes change. And actually, I think there's a lot of people now that have got really, really successful careers from not wasting years at uni, but thinking, actually, I want to get out there working. I want to get experience. And then they just work from the bottom and that's what they do. You're so yeah. right. Mm. Yeah. Like, I guess some students now will listen, or, you know, one day you might go and do five, six, seven years at Next. And they might think, well, how does that fit into the bigger picture of my career? But actually what Joe's about to mm -hmm. tell us, it couldn't fit any more into the amazing entrepreneurial journey no, that you've 100%. had. 100% Next in the NHS, literally, they, they are such high standards, set me up so with... My mum and dad behind me, you've got to work hard if you want nice things. If you want a car, this is what they say, if you want a car with a private reg, which I've still not got, but I'm working on it. <laughs> you have to work hard. Like that's yeah. what we used to see. Like that's what we were told. So then next NHS, their standards are so high. I still use things that I've learned from them two jobs from, so I've not, what, 10 years in the NHS, nine years at next. That's 19 years of my life of 
standards being schools. set yeah. that I use now in my own business. I really believe that. And I think our age is is, is pivotal in that because th that's sort of where NGC came from for me, which we'll touch on in a different episode. Um, they're your springboard years, aren't they? Yeah. And you take what you've been accumulating and then the really talented people do something with it. Yeah. And that's exactly what you've done. It it's makes you streetwise. It gives you life experience. Yeah. All those little Just jobs. Just sets you up and you don't realise. No, it doesn't, the time. it doesn't at all. So you've done nine years at Next. You've done your years in the NHS. Yeah. Have you ever had a flicker of entrepreneurialism? Have you ever thought, I want to be my own boss? Has it ever been in the back of your Do mind? Do you know what? When I look back, yeah. But at the time, no. Like I've always done something. Not on the side, but I've always messed with something. So if it were making cakes making jewellery. Do you remember when everybody used to wear blingy little Converse? Yes. Swarovski crystals on stuff. I used to mix, like I've always done something and people They've always, always laugh. creative. Yeah, people that I've not seen for years are like, last time I saw you, you were doing this. Now you're doing this business, like, but without realising. Yeah. It's fascinating because so many of the women that we touch base with, especially women who've gone on to be business women, have all started with creative projects. So whether that be baking, sewing, we, the amount of followers that we've got who have a side business or a side hustle, yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about that phrase. I think it plays down a lot of the entrepreneurial spirit that women have. But it's there, but it all seems to manifest itself because through Because I, th I think what it is, it's born from passion. And this is the thing, and I say this to kids at school all the time, you need to find something that you enjoy and that you are passionate about because that will guide you away. And I use me as an example. I mean, I've always loved reading. Some people don't think that's a hobby. I think it is. And as a kid, I read loads and loads and loads. Then when I went to college, it was right, what do I do? Well, I did A-levels, English. Then I did really well in those. What do I do next? And I was torn between psychology and then taking English. But you've got to go with your heart and your passion. And I love books. So I did an English degree and now I'm an English teacher. Yeah. You've got to find something that you are passionate about and something that you enjoy. And if you work on that, that will guide the way. And I think that's what it is. I think a lot of our women that follow us have got a career, but they've got a secret little passion yeah. that's burning away somewhere. And then they, they start to flame that and it burns into something and yeah. it ignites. And that's what you've done. Yeah, yeah kind of. <laughs> Go on then, kind of, talk us through it. So it's lockdown. Are yep. you still working for the NHS yes. at this point? Yeah, yeah. So businesses everywhere shut. My partner has a tattoo shop, so that's shut. Well, let's get NGC tattoos. Yeah, can we please? <laughs> let's get NGC tattoos. Oh, Scott will happily do it. I have not got any tattoos, not one. I've got two and I hate them both, so I cannot have another tattoo. I actually will get one. If we ever make it big time, I'm saying it here and now in the wild. What's wide. big time? How are we quantifying that? Mm. I'll have to get back to you on that oh, one. Oh yeah, non-committal. If we if we're ever on TV, yeah, I'll get an NGC tattoo. We've been on TV. We've been on um the news, haven't we? Little <laughs> ITV, yeah, we have. <laughs> yeah, we have. Yeah, you have. Yeah. yeah. No, it was BBC, weren't it? See, it was no, that BBC. went on TV. That was the social media feeds. It's oh, different. Oh, it's not If we're ever yeah. on, all right, let me I need to rephrase. Backing out. If we're ever on live TV, I'll get an NGC tattoo. Right, great stuff. Anyway, back At to you. your shop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> obviously yeah so businesses shut so I was like right what we're we gonna do yeah because you can't do tattoos and like you no, couldn't do anything you couldn't leave your garden oh, yeah. oh 100% they were yeah <laughs> um, yeah so I just went back to NHS full time jobs had all changed and then you can imagine you saw it on the news um how stressful it was the pressure not really knowing so for me I was like what can I do I need a mental distraction 
Really? So it was a conscious decision. You thought, I'm going to do something. I needed to do something. I didn't know what it was. Okay. Yet. So can I ask at that point, was it you needed to do something for enjoyment or with the idea of forming a business? No. To take away me thinking about the COVID patients. Right. We've been dealing with, yeah. yeah. Mental distraction. Something else. What else did we think about in lockdown? Nothing. Mm. Yeah, we we couldn't go anywhere, could we? The no. most we went were Aldi. You queued up for 40 minutes to get in. Do you remember that, the red and green lights? Yeah, they've still got them, aren't they? That whole yeah. thing is insane. Yeah. So I was like, right, what can I do? So me and Scott have said for years, like the six years that we'd had the shop at the time, if we could bottle up the smell of a tattoo shop, it's obviously very clinical, Dettol, that kind of stuff. Every time someone came in that shop and said, oh my God, I love that smell. We'd be millionaires. It was just a joke. Really? So is we it that much do... of a sensory? Because mm. I don't obviously yeah. have... Yeah, that's really interesting yeah. because I know people who have been tattooed. It's like the noise. usually go and get tattooed yeah. again, don't they? Yeah, and your sense of smell, I guess, it never even came into it for me. Yeah. But of course, yeah. So we were like, "What, what does we that do? smell like?" Then, though, by the way, Dettol and like, we'll have it's to just go in clinical. And try. Like, yeah, when we're on we'll TV get the scent when you get your tattoo. <laughs> yeah, oh no, do you have a sleeve in our next episode? <laughs> 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 we showing everyone down yeah. the pub with BFC badge on our arms. Oh god, don't. Yeah. Oh. That is like a hallmark of our family. So all the men in our family have got the Burnley Crest tattooed somewhere on their body. Yeah, so but one of our next. uncles, he's really annoying because they've all got the Burnley Crest on their arm. Yeah. And like when we'd go on holiday together, we, we, we are that family, like, let's face it. <laughs> uh, but one of our uncles, he's got his and it's too low down. So when they're oh, all no. like, lined up, it's, yeah, it's not... Sorry, Stop Uncle Stephen. Sorry, <laughs> Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, we've done it again. Yeah. We've completely railroaded Joan, interrupted oh, you. Oh, no. So you, right. So I guess so you we were going to do all this smell, yeah? Yeah, so we were going to make candles, tattoo themed, tattoo amazing. scented. Have you done that yet? No, never. <laughs> I had <a> time. <laughs> Don't anyone steal that idea then. Joe's going to do that. So as I started reading and I bought this diploma, Centre of Excellence, if you've ever heard of it. It's yeah, online. I think I see that on the wall of like... And it was something like £29 for this diploma thing in the sale. And I thought, I wonder if they've done it because lockdown, people are at home, whatever, like learning. So when you say you bought a diploma, you mean yeah. it's like an online qualification? Yes. yeah. So was it worth it? Was it worth 29 quid? Was I've never it? opened it. Yeah. Because I've never had There's a, a lot of them out there, isn't yeah. there? Because I started testing different waxes. Right, and staying whoa, up whoa, on whoa, 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 whoa. Go on. You can't just drop that. What? what do you mean? <laughs> so you went from, I want to do something enjoyable to testing yeah. different yeah, waxes. How? Yeah, because right, so waxes? I did a bit of research because certain candle wax works better than others. In, so like you've got what? like your soy wax. Right. So, so are you always someone that's loved candles because well, no, she wanted a candle, to make a tattoo but, smell? But, but I'm, no, but I'm asking again, it's that, do, are you someone that loves candles? And I'm saying that yeah, because- Yeah, I like candles. Me and Lauren love candles. <laughs> and I'm, I mean, so my ideal Sunday, and this is how tragic I am. No, I know I what am. she's about to say, and it's porn to me what you're about to say. So <laughs> it's wait. going into TK Maxx. Oh, yeah. Really? Smelling every single candle that is on the shelves over and over and over again, deciding which one to pick. Yeah. Buying a candle. Going home. No, no, you've missed a bit. What? You sniff them all, right? But then your nose does that thing. Well, you're so then you have to blind. go on a different aisle for a bit, <laughs> yeah. right? And like, you have to sniff, sniff your nose. You'll see other women do it, right? Yeah. You'll be like, because they all start to smell the same. So you go on a different aisle for a bit and just like neutralise your nose. And then you go back and you like, you shortlist it. Yeah. About see, three, probably two on. years ago, yeah, that would have been my thing. But I work with it every single day. Oh, yeah. So now it's over. So did you just jump onto eBay or Amazon and get some wax, like wax, wax, please? No, I so know. I did loads of research, stayed up all night, made loads of notes. Did you just, you knew, didn't you? you knew. Yeah, but I knew, but I didn't know. 
No, but you to stay up all night, you must have thought, this yeah. is something I'm, I want to do. But I kind of obsessed over it. Yeah, mm. yeah. Without realising. Didn't think I would. So I started, I bought different waxes and I was like, hang on, it's going to be so much quicker to make a wax melt than a candle. So in my head, I thought, well, if I do a wax melt, I can get people to test it for me. That's faster than a candle. Pouring a candle, different wick size, different jar size. So you're starting to think Because mm, like, it just felt a bit more... Well, you're, just, you're thinking like a businesswoman mm. there, aren't you? But did you know you were doing that at the no. time? No. So then I made these wax melts. It's still my best-selling scent now. The first ever scent I ever tested. Fresh What's linen. Oh, yeah. Just a bog-standard fresh linen. But at the time, and again, I didn't realise, I found the best fragrance house in the UK without realising. Right. So sometimes there is just opportune luck moments, isn't there? Can I ask, how do you make a wax melt? How, how, do, how do you do that? I'm really interested. I've got, I've got an image in my head of Joe with like a big cauldron. Yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. got She's about like four. With an apron on, wax all yeah. over the walls. Look at my leggings, like, literally. Honestly. <laughs> I want to play. People come downstairs and they're like, this is like breaking bad. Where do you do like, it? Do you do it in your kitchen? No, I did. Right. So I do it in the bottom of the shop. Now. Oh, I'd be so oh. theatrical. So I've got a double workshop in the shop. Oh, it's showing off now. Yeah. Showing off, isn't it? So you've got, so, right. Fresh, so you start researching, you start buying your ingredients, yeah. messing about Med with fresh linen. Obviously we couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't see anyone other than if we went Aldi or work. But I guess it's important to mention at this point as well, and with COVID, wax melt businesses peaked, oh, didn't everything. they? Everything, yeah, but because people remember, saw it was quick and, money. And people sneer at this stuff and it makes me they a do. bit cross. And, and yeah. I, I guess I understand why, but there are these... Uh, multi-level marketing platforms and not necessarily in fragrance, but there's te teeth whitening paste and there's God knows what else now. And a lot of women were doing that. Yeah. I guess when you started out, weren't they? Yeah. But maybe they weren't doing it with the fire that you were doing it with or or what? There seems to be something that you did in that process that took you to the next level with that that perhaps they didn't do. I think because I didn't... This is going to sound wrong and I don't mean it to. I just don't know how else to explain it. I didn't do it cheap. Not saying anybody else has done it cheap no, no, at no. all, and I'm not, you know, there's, bashing there's a lot anybody to be said else for doing things properly. But I yeah. found that fragrance house, which 100%. So what does that mean? What is a fragrance house? So it's who I go to that I get my oils from. Ah, so my fragrance oils, people. yeah. So do you mix and create your own fragrances? No, no. So you, I get not it. Yet. You buy the wax, you buy the oil, and yeah, you mix them in your cauldron. My fragrance house. <laughs> Has made me, yeah, I've got four cauldrons. Fair is foul and foul is fair. Hover through the, the fog Honestly, you'd laugh. You need no, to come down and see it. Go. I want to go. Yeah, so I have one fragrance that we made for us that's exclusive for us that nobody What's else that? in the UK has got. It's called Rosie. Can we have our yeah, can can we have we? official NGC fragrance? Because we have, oh, but we have actually smelled some of Joe's fragrances. Yes, and they are insane. We can vouch and they are insane. Yeah, they are. So what does that one smell like? Rosie. Yeah. So Rosie is rose and rhubarb. Oh, that's nice. But it's beautiful. What it's very strong. What Northern Girls Club smell like? Genuine Ooh. question. I'm going to ask Sasha in a minute. Oh, yeah. Let me, let me peruse um, that. This could go in any direction. <laughs> <laughs> I got asked this on Radio Lancashire and I was like, <laughs> I, go on, Sasha. I think it was smell of fire. It was, smell, it was smell of darkness. <gasps> it was smell of strength and resilience <laughs> and independence. What and, and, um... Burnley Town Centre on a Saturday no, afternoon. No, I thought you were going to say, I think it'd smell like half a cider and an Afna's pie. 
Yeah. No, I was thinking. I don't think that's artistic. No. Can I can I just say before we move on? When I was when I was doing one of my um Sunday TK Maxx visits. Well not, you need to go to Joe's shop instead of TK Maxx just so Yeah, no, hundred percent obviously. No, we've but still I'm not like, got candles two go, years on. I go there for the um <laughs> for the raw candles. So they had when I went last time a macaroni and cheese candle oh. and a mashed potato candle. Do you know, I've seen these on social media. Yeah, they were absolutely How drunk would you have to be to try that and eat that candle? You don't eat it, you not burn it. It's a joke. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> well, can I just say, it smelled rank, so I don't know what, what the goal is with those novelty candles, but yeah, I can imagine... Not some, to get drunk and eat them. I can imagine yeah. someone making a northern candle, is my point, that is Hafner's pies and, and peas. Yeah. I wouldn't burn it. I would try and eat it. Yeah. I'm um, not the person to make that. <laughs> yeah, please will you make it? You're you're the person. We 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 do need an exclusive fragrance range. Yeah, yeah you do. Yeah. So go on. You've got this exclusive scent. You start selling it to your friends and family. Do you sell them through socials? Do you have a website? Where did you even go with that? So I didn't sell them at first. I gave them out for people to test. Yeah. Because even though massive, I thought they were that's amazing. That's such a recurrent theme. We've done so much work through NGC for free. And sometimes we get people approach us who want to kick on in their career and, and they're unwilling to do so. But you have to take that hit, you know, yeah. to get yourself out there, get your practice, get your experience. So it's good to hear that you did that. I literally threw them over at garden fences. Because you couldn't leave your garden, could you? Mm. But like, test them for me. Let me know. <laughs> Other neighbour, test them for me. Let me know. Next day, oh my God, Joe, have you got any more? No, I've not. Ordered my next fragrance. Made a bit more. Again, from loved them. Took and some what were you work. waiting for? Someone to say, yes, I love it. What, what, you were just gathering feedback, ad hoc. Like, what? I kind of, because it was never planned, I was like, mm, and I'm really good at flukes. Is this a big fluke? That's what we're going around my head. Mm. Like, am I actually going to do what this? What do you mean you're really good at flukes? What Talk me through what you mean by that. I'm just that. good at flukes. So Is like, that not just something that you tell yourself? Probably. Is that a limit? But it's in my head now. Mm. So that's interesting, mm. isn't it? Made a bit of shake and vac. Test that. Yeah, loved it. Well, then we went on dog walks. Cause we got a lockdown puppy. Oh. Um, dropped them off at some family's houses, like just on the doors. Test them, let me know. Everyone wanted more. So I knew, I knew then. I was like... Because what, this you, would call, really what you would call a fluke, we would call a leap of faith. And we talked to a lot of women that make those leaps of faith. And, and for us, I think it's really interesting, especially for me. I mean, I have only ever been a teacher, ever, ever. And it terrifies me and it really interests me how people can spend years and years invested in a career and then just make the jump to another career because that's really alien to me because I'm such a creature of comfort and this is all I've ever known. That's actually your strength though, isn't it? Mm. Because Sasha's strength is comes from her environment and her immediate environment and being in control and being organised. You did take a leap of faith. You were seeking feedback. You were acting like an entrepreneur. You just didn't have the literacy to, to say that you did because yeah. no one's ever sat probably across from no. you and told you that's how it works. That's what you're doing. I'm guessing in the middle because although I teach and I have that structure, I also have a business, but I also had that feeling of imposter syndrome. When I first started getting feedback that my football players who I provide the education for were getting the best results, I was the same. I was like, oh, it's just, it's only because it's this year. It's only because yeah. it was that exam paper. It's only because it was, you know, post-COVID. And then it happened again the year after. Even now I'm five years in, we're still rocking and at the, high, the most highly performing educational model. I'm still waiting for someone to knock on the door and be like, um, <laughs> surprise, actually, you know, you're not quite doing it right. I don't think, I mean, fast forwarding to now and perhaps skipping forward a bit, do you still feel like you're fluking it and that you're blagging Oh yeah, 100%, it? yeah. yeah. The way I get my head around dealing with everything 
because it is very overwhelming. There's nobody else with me. Nobody else is in my head is I tell myself it's not my business. It's somebody else's and I'm working for them. Wow. Because that's the only way that's the only way I can get through it. Because the accountability scares you. Or oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. That must be hard. Imposter syndrome, overthinking. You know, when writers say they get a writer's block, literally I'd say two, three times get a week, I get creative <laughs> block. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what am I doing? Because you get sick of it though. You get yeah, sick of it. It's overwhelming. You're working with it every single day. You, you're going home and you're still working. Literally like on our days off. So Sunday, Mondays are my days off. We never have days off, no, do we, when you're self-employed? No. And Nella will say to me, like, she's been saying this since she was three. Nella's your daughter, yeah. Yeah, my daughter. What, what are we doing tomorrow? I'll say, oh, we've got a day off. And she will say, and this is while she was in nursery, do we have a day off where we stay at home and relax or are we having a day off where we have to nip into mummy's shop? Yeah. Like, so she knows, like, that's just how it is. That's how Obsessed it has to be relentless. because we've never come out of that growth period. Like, every week we grow. I don't think you ever will. No, and I've got, I'm the one that has to keep driving it forwards. And make those decisions. I think that must be really hard doing it on your own because I think the saving grace, and I'm not comparing what we're doing here to what you're doing because it's two completely different mm. playing fields. But me and Lauren have each other to bounce off and to rationalise. Yeah. And I think what you said there is a really good strategy to remove yourself and think about it objectively. So you're not giving yourself advice. If this was someone coming to you with this question, what would you say to them? I think that's a really good way to put it, to think about it objectively. Remove that's yourself the, from yeah, your that's the only way. And like, I still refer back to, and I'll say, oh yeah, so-and-so from work. I've not done a shift in the hospital now for nearly two years. That's not my work. Mm. The, yeah, but it's a safety blanket. Of course yeah. it is. Yeah, I get that. Because it's work. I do this with NGC. I don't know if you've noticed. So whenever I'm doing correspondence for NGC or whatever, I automatically say we, because I feel better saying we You do, because you're not decided, on your own. I'd... Even though I might have decided or Sasha might have decided. <laughs> the fact that I'm saying we makes it like, well, you can't pick on me because mm. there's two of us who've yeah. decided this. Yeah. Um, right. So now I'm interested and I'm not going to go into the ins and outs of this, but when did you start selling? When did you start, you know, how did you formalise? So you've gone from your cauldron in your kitchen <laughs> to your workshop. Do you know what? Shop. It weren't a cauldron in the kitchen. It Nobody was a microwave. It, it was a microwave. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Then when we got a bit bigger. You got a website? No, what happened? No, so knew, knew this. I, if I'm doing this, I'm doing it. Like I had to just make the decision. So right, I'm doing it. So we launched in the June, got 75 orders in the first night, just off my personal Facebook. Okay. Because there was no way I was making a page. So you went through yourself, your immediate networks. Yeah. There were no way, I get that. There's no way I was putting But because I think because we've got the tattoo shop, I've already got that trust. Yeah. People know. Joe and Scott do stuff properly. Yeah, I guess you know, I get that. And that, but that's an that's an hour area. Because, thing, like isn't you it? said, there was a lot of people doing it. Yeah, at the time, but I I didn't mean to do it. It just it happened. Um, so then grew out of the kitchen. Literally couldn't live in the house. So who was so, dropping them off for you? Were you posting them out or what? So my goddaughter, because people were local, so they were just walking the dogs. And if it were anybody local, they were just dropping them off at the doorstep. Oh, see, I love this. And is this while yeah, you're so still she was working 15. at the NHS? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. Still doing my shifts. Still parenting. So, yeah, so as soon as Nella went to bed at seven, that was me then, till like two, three o'clock in the morning to get the orders done. Bed for a few hours, up with Nella at seven. Didn't do anything during the day. And plus it was the hottest summer, weren't it, that we had oh, yeah. in such a long time. Or a wrong shift anyway. Um... Got a unit in Burnley Town Centre, just a small little unit. you selling that many? Yeah, because I, I needed space yeah. for me to expand. And How I did you feel about that then? Because surely, like, do that you know must what? have been a really big thing. Yeah, but I weren't scared. 
So where did that where did you where did that fear subside? At what point did it turn? Because I knew I knew I could make this successful. Because you had done, you were doing. Well, yeah, but I don't know. It just felt right. And what was the time period with that? It. So the time period between so that was the you researching and then researching you've got in the May, launching the June unit by July. Oh, you're showing mm, off, Joel. This yeah. is a joke. Outgrew it within eight weeks. <laughs> Spoke to the landlord and was like, I'm going to have to move out. So moved out in the October to a bigger unit. By Christmas, literally no room And what whatsoever. about all your admin? I mean, I guess you were well-versed in this through the tattoo shop and stuff, but like invoicing and marketing and was there any, any of that? Keep it basic. Yeah, I just kept it basic. I still try and keep it basic. So it's all about the product. Yeah, because I knew I could nail that product. Like that's not me being cocksure. Of myself. No, but there's nothing you don't... You, I'm just that, very confident in the products. Like, I cannot make them products any better. Yeah, and the product but that's why I'm getting that, the contracts yeah. that I'm getting now and why we're so busy. We only open three days a week and we have sellouts every single day. Mm. <gasps> but I, th I think what you said there is a really good point because I think what I've noticed is, I think definitely now with Instagram, it's so easy for style over substance. Oh, yeah. And look at what we post yeah. on Instagram. Look at how amazing this is. And recently, I've bought a few products from really high-flying Instagram companies and actually they've been shit and I've been so disappointed and it's all just hype and hot air yeah. because it's been clever branding on Instagram. Yeah. But the problem with that is you don't get a solid customer base because I will never go mm. back and buy no. those products. Well, it's people are chasing thing. numbers and followers and likes now, mm. aren't yeah. they? It is that style over substance. Mm. So you backed your product all the way, Joe. You oh, backed yeah. it that much, you handed it out for free and then yeah. you made money for it. I, I, I just knew. You know, and just have a feeling. Yeah, I do. I know exactly what you mean. And you can't leave it alone. But still now, like I, like I sit here now talking to you and I'm still like how I felt two years ago about it. Not gone away. No. You've got... I never doubt a product that we've made. I think that's... And that's... That's the grounding that's that keeps the achievement going. though, isn't it? To know that you've got a leading We product. work so hard on it though. You know? The two things are linked, aren't they? Yeah. So what about the shop? Yeah, so How then, did that come about? Surely you must have thought, oh my gosh, because so for, for context, for those of you who don't live where we live, Burnley Town Centre, we should have a podcast episode on that alone. So <laughs> Sasha and I cut our teeth in Burnley Town Centre. I used to work behind the bar at Weatherspoons in Burnley Town Centre. Sasha worked at the McDonald's over the road. I would go for my break in McDonald's and she would come over for her break in um, the boot, which is where I used to work. Now, Burnley is, we, you're not going to find us saying a bad word about Burnley, but let's face it, Burnley Town Centre does have its characters, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, but it also has so much talent and passion and promise in abundance. That's where NGC stemmed from. Like We knew all this talent. We knew mm -hmm. you were here mm -hmm. before we even knew who you were, which is why when we came across your page, we were like, there they are, yeah. these women, these people that are doing amazing things. Talk to us about your shop. Where did you get it? What did you? How did you know it was right and why there? So Joel's shop is at the bottom end of town centre. It's sort of up and coming down there, isn't it? It's yeah, nice. it's a beautiful little area, cobbled streets. Um, so we was, again, we got put in like a lockdown again, straight after Christmas, that first year of being in lockdown. Yeah. But I could still work because I worked on my own. I was in my own area and I was just posting out. Okay. So by this point, we'd still not got a website, but we'd just done our first Christmas. And I was nipping into town. There were business below my unit and... They were, um, what was it called? Where they were classes, they could still stay open. Oh yeah, like essential. Essential, yeah, yeah. yes. So there was an essential business. So I popped my head in. I was like, I'm nipping to town. Do you need anything? Like I always do. No, he was like, but I've got some sad news, Joe. We're moving out. Like, what do you mean? He was like, oh, we're moving into a bigger 
factory basically like we need more space so I'm a bit gutted and then I went back doing what I was doing I was like right I need space I want that shop so I ran straight back downstairs I was like who have you told you're moving out <laughs> he was like no and I was like don't tell anybody speak to your landlord I want the shop wow and I got Sometimes, it that's, that's an opportunity next door. Door. Yeah. grab yeah, like sometimes the universe serves yeah. you something that you didn't the maybe think, yeah. don't they? Had and you waited for the moment where you felt like you wanted a shop, you might never have done no. it. And it was never in my plan, but this business was never in my plan. So mm. I was like, if I am doing this, just do it, Joe. Yeah. Just do it. And I think that's something I've learnt the older I get, and it's such a cliche, but they literally never is the right time. Mm -hmm. There's no. never, and at any point in my career where I've progressed, I've always felt this isn't the right time, but I have to do it. And you do it and it just becomes the right time. So I think maybe if anyone's listening and is kind of thinking about starting a business or about taking a promotion, is thinking there isn't the right time, there never is the right time. No, you time. just have to do it. And I think that's something that you go. learn the older that you get. You've just got to do yeah. it. Yeah, so and, and like I knew how I was going to have it. And I'd not even been given the yes, do you know, but I was planning it. That vision. So I got the keys in the March. We didn't open until the end of April, but we were still in lockdown up until like the beginning of April. And I just took my time and said, I'm not rushing it. I want to get this right. So we partitioned it off and made it tiny. It was so small. I guess that felt a bit more manageable and a bit. Yeah. yeah and the workshop was at the back. So it didn't feel like cauldron room. we'd gone too big. <laughs> yeah. And then we've literally had to expand like four times and then we've moved. Oh my God. The workshop downstairs now. So like that's split because we make bath bombs and bath and body products as well. So for cross-contamination, we have the home fragrance and the wax melts on one side. I've got, do you get a headache all the time? I get like, I've got a headache thinking about I know, doing we wear PPE. Yeah, and when you say we, so who is your team? You're what the is witches your, at the What cauldron. is your team? Me. Just you. Yeah. Because it's funny. But we, it sounds better. Yeah, like it we does, just been it saying. Does, doesn't it? Because no, I'm noticing you're saying we, and I'm like, but who's, who's no, yeah, no, no, that does it. Serious that quote. undermines everything that you do. Yeah. Because it's not a way. You do all you. things. It's just You do habit, the making. You so do the frothing of the everything. portion. <laughs> we sell it all. It's you. <laughs> but, <laughs> but do you have any employees? No, there's just me. Just you? Yeah, just, just me. You. Right, Joe. That sustainable? Well, I only open three days a week, so it's manageable. No, no, no. You don't only. You open three days okay. a week because the other. <laughs> it's not only about it. The other days, I guess you stock taking. We were making and ingredient yeah. ordering. Said we again. And and at what point did you decide? Right, I'm investing in this, and you decided to leave the NHS because I were already too far invested, so they were not going back. <laughs> this is because I think everyone would be shitting themselves. I were knee deep. I had to do it. This speaks to my soul because yeah. I find myself in a similar situation. Yeah. yeah. About what path and direction. Yeah. I just like, had to do it. And I, I don't know what you're like as a person, but I definitely think this is a woman thing. Looking at the men in my life, men typically, stereotypically, not all of them and blah, blah, blah. But they seem to have a lot more of a calm. And, and, and I know as women, we have our ups and downs. We have our hormone cycles. We're perhaps more sensitive and more emotional in some regards, not always, but... For me, one day of the week, I'll be like, right, I'm going to be self-employed and I'm going to launch this thing and I'm going to be the curriculum lead. But then on Wednesday, I'm flat. I don't want to speak to you. And I think, why can't I just be normal and just do my normal job? Did you have any of that? Do you have your ups and downs or did you just oh, say... Oh, no, my ups and downs are weekly. Yeah. To the point where, like I said earlier, I overthink until there's nothing left to think about. Like last night, I didn't sleep at all. No. Just things going around my head, thinking about Christmas launch and advent calendars there's so much just work stuff there? yeah and, and obviously i think we're hearing all the successes of it 
but of course there's going to be challenges so what did you find difficult in in from journey from a to b what was really hard what was challenging about that from starting your own business what's been hard telling myself i've made the right decisions because i still feel like i'm only 10 percent of where i want to be which is where i feel like the best brit home fragrance supplier where uk worldwide five-year plan <laughs> absolutely but yeah you're looking at the rate that i'd you're love going. to which we are next year but being more um other shopping outlets things like that and that's challenging in itself but what what have you got wrong lords i get stuff wrong every day if it's not me making waxidents, so where I pour wrong. Oh my God, I love that. <laughs> if it's not pouring wrong or not concentrating, like yesterday you might have seen it on my stories, I was pouring far too fast. Yeah. My table's covered in wax. Start again, new batch. But I think that's something that we're really keen on with NGC because um, I think we, we touch on this on our page all the time, but we live in such a world where everything is a perfect finished Ugh. product and nobody ever makes a mistake. Hi guys. And these photos are all photoshopped and I leave a, lead a perfect life that's just all sunshines and rainbows. And it just isn't no. that. Things are hard. People make mistakes. We fail. We get things wrong. And it's really important mm. to talk about those transparently and, 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 blatantly because otherwise we just don't see it and no. people don't hear it. And when people do fail, it's like, well, I'm giving up then because I yeah. failed and nobody else does. And that's the kind of culture that we live in. Yeah, no, it's wrong. On, like, it could be I've invested money in the wrong area. I've invested money too soon on some things. Um, in. Yeah. Just I'm making the decisions. There's no, there's no one for me to follow and go, right, that's the trend. This is what Same we're going to do. We're so niche. There's nothing, yeah. I've got to... So I have to then convince my customers and my audience that what I'm saying about this product or this new scent or whatever I'm bringing out is what I say it is, but I've got that trust. Yeah. And, it is and I've been very transparent all the way through. Good. You've been authentically yourself. Yeah. So like with the, we brought out some plug-in diffusers about three weeks ago and that's all I've made for three weeks. Because I've sold that. I sold 100 in an hour and a half the other Thursday. Oh, my God. Like, God. Who packs it all and sells it all? You? Me. Oh, we need to get this in our heads. It's a one woman. Do you not need a member of staff, Joe? Like, yeah, I probably. Don't ask that patronisingly. I ask no. you, like, is that something that you're scared to do? When Why I'm haven't ready. you done that yet then? Is it money? Is it? Yeah, just what if, you know, Christmas is coming up now. That's the busiest time of year for me. If I employ someone, come January. I know. And it drops off. Yeah. Now, for me, it's never dropped off because it always grows, but you just never know. No, of course you don't. And I lie. would hate to then let somebody down. I would hate to then rely on having that person there. Do you know? Yeah. It's a, it's a lot thing. of responsibility because you're not just accountable for yourself no. anymore. You're accountable for somebody else. And, I and think, it's yeah. trust. Trust is a massive thing because all my recipes, I have got absolutely perfect. Mm. All it takes is one person to take It's like the McDonald's secret Big Mac sauce. Do you know what's in that? <laughs> yeah, Dave. Well, it's not a secret, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. It's don't, because McDonald's are stewards No, or this is one of those conspiracies where everyone thinks like, oh my God, what secret recipe of Big Mac sauce? Literally, you can Google it. It says it on the bottle. It's very widely, readily available yeah. if anybody wants to Google it. It's That's not exciting. That's dispelling myth. It's not exciting. <laughs> right, well, I guess before we wrap this up, we need to get to these big things. So how do you go from having a shop in Burnley to doing, you know, what you're doing in Christmas launches and advent calendars and diffusers? 
I've got two more questions. The range. Yeah. How did that come about? These are a major national distributor. They've got massive home stores. This is what, you know, when you see people announce things on Instagram that are like massive. So when I saw your announcement, I was buzzing for you, eh, like first and foremost. But B, you think, how does that happen? Do they DM you? Do they give you a ring out of the blue? And it's like, oh, no number. Hi, Might it's be Mr. The range. Range. Hi, it's Mr. and Mrs. Range. We've uh, sniffed every single one of your candles, cleaned out our noses and sniffed them again. Like, how does that even happen? No, so I approached them. Yes, yeah. I love that. Sweet yeah. heart. So it's the only thing Approach who though? What do you mean? Like- so I literally searched the internet high and low for like five days, looking for an email or contact number found an email and I thought surely this has got to be right like there's no other email like I've spent five days I've not slept for five nights this must be it sent them an email this is what I do would you be interested in my products told them about how we started our story lockdown all that covid sent pictures this is our branding we make everything this is where we are and it was literally less than 12 hours. I got an email back saying... I bet you went, yeah. did you do that thing where you saw you got an email? And oh, you're my like, God. There was busy. only me awake in the house and I was sat on the end of the bed looking at my phone and I was like, oh, my God. And I was like smiling and doing a bit of a laugh and then a bit of a cry yeah. mm. and then get a grip and then, oh, my and God, and then reading see, it again. <laughs> that's not a fluke. That's bloody no. graft that's and hard work great. and business and being savvy. Is it though? Oh, come on. But I completely, I echo it because so many places that NGC has found itself, it hasn't found itself at all. We've put it there. So, you know, when we've had events in cool venues, it's not because anyone's asked about ringing us up and asking if we want an (laughs) event there. It's because we've highlighted and gone after the right people and asked the right questions and picked up our concept and plunked it in front of the right people. And I think Lauren's really good at that. The amount of times we've been told no to things and we've asked again and again and again and then it's materialised. Yeah, Yeah. it it is. It's that grit and it's such a northern thing. It's like, right, yeah, well, you you probably expect nothing of me and you're going to say no to me, but I'm going to find the person who's going to say yes. And I knew, like, I, do you know when I say it's just a, it's a feeling? Yeah, and I, I really know what you mean. It was that, and I knew, and I thought, I know this product is good enough. I know it is. Like, my self-confidence is, like, minus 100%. But my confidence in my product, that I tell is not my product, that's what I tell myself, yeah. to get mm. through it, I'm 110% confident in it. So I knew, like, I know this is good enough. Yeah. And did you I do the same thing with John Lewis? So John Lewis, yeah. So I, I always, I don't, I don't go in John Lewis. Why? It's too posh. It's too posh. They sell things that really expensive. I don't even know where I look. Where's our nearest? There's one Trafford. in Trafford. There's one in Trafford, and if you park in the right place, you end up in John Lewis. You know when you go up the lift or whatever, you end yeah, up you do. You come out John Lewis, yeah. and it takes you through like the baby bit of John mm. Lewis. Now, just to put into context, if you don't have babies, don't spend over a fiver on anything for any <laughs> child ever. There's no point. And you walk through John Lewis, they've got like the most beautiful white velour baby girls for like they don't 89 stay quid. Mm. <laughs> who's buying them? Seriously, who's buying them? <gasps> Joey's Joy in five years yeah, and she's worldwide. No, because there's no more babies coming yeah. from me. Yeah. <laughs> so did you contact them to stock your product? Yeah, so there's a company no, that's like the go to. Yeah, so it's next year. So I was offered boots as well just to get that in there, but I turned oh. it down. Oh, <laughs> for what, what reason? I just feel like the... Where I want to drive my brand, because I'm growing it as a brand now, not a business. Mm. Boots wasn't right for us. Yeah. And no, everyone's been like, that. you are stupid. Yeah, I, I completely, but no. like, based on what you've said about your products and the fact it's independent and it's unique, 
I understand that because boots just even as you're talking about it, I can't imagine it being solid in boots. No. It's a bit it's wouldn't it's, be right. No. And I've not got that feeling. Mm. It's and that, I follow that feeling. The knowing, and, that's yeah. what we call the knowing, it, isn't yeah. it? The knowing yeah. what does you nobody gets it. No. Unless you do get it. Yeah. We believe in a lot and I won't bore you with the details of this, but basically we bought we you read that book, didn't you? Untamed by Glenn and Yeah, Doyle. yeah, yeah. Literally, I, I live my life by that book. So long story short. There's a book written by a woman who is American and she's gone through some really difficult times, et cetera, et cetera. And it's just her story. It's just her memoir. And there's a bit in it that really, really relates to me and based on what you're saying. And she talks about something that women have and it's called the knowing. And it's just your absolute gut feeling that lives inside of you that just knows. And as women, we ignore it. So sometimes when a decision comes up, your gut feeling is tell you to go to go with it and you make 10,000 excuses, can't do that, blah, blah, blah. But your knowing always knows and you just need to listen to it and Tune follow the it. knowing. Yeah. And I can vouch, the more you do that, the easier it yeah. gets. You find yourself in situations where you're nodding and laughing at something that actually you don't agree with. But the knowing, the knowing tells you. Yeah. yeah. So don't everyone needs this. to read that book because it did quite literally change my life. It's yeah. amazing. And before we wrap it up, Joe, I guess in today's world, it's probably a really big question and not one that we can answer in however long we've got left, but... In the world of sustainability, like surely this, is this a massive obstacle for you? I know you, when we work with you, so Jo was really kind enough to sponsor one of our events. She, she gave out some of our, her amazing products to our audience and you were really big in your bio about what you're doing to support the idea of sustainability. Is that something that you're having to learn and chop and change to or is that just something that you've organically included in everything that you do? Like vegan so, friendly products and recycling and how do you tackle even all, all of that? Yeah, like I've just, again, I've just gone with it. Like I want to make my brand. As conscious as possible. Yeah. Um, I don't ever want someone to come in my shop and feel like they have to question what they're buying. Was that, and were those kind of questions what the big brands were asking when they came to you? Were they saying, are they sustainable products? Are they environmentally friendly? No, I told them. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I need to get everything in here. Yeah. Like Absolutely. I need to sell myself. Yeah. And your products are still good. Because they've not tested them. And I know that if they test them and use them, like I know any, I know anyone that comes in my shop, again, this is not me being cocky, I know they're coming back. Oh, I love this. Yeah. Good. That's I'm probably going to come across cocky and people no, are probably it thinking, but it's it not. I've just worked hard yeah. and yeah. I've never stopped. Like people go, oh, is that your full-time job? Full-time job. This is my full-time life. It's not like, cocky. It's tried and it's tested and it's proven. Yeah. That, that's what it is. And again, this is a thing that we do. We, we undermine things. Oh, yeah, you know, it, it, it might sound a bit cocky. It just is what it is. What you're saying is what it is. People like your product. It's a good product. They come back and buy it. The end. That's why it's so successful. Yeah. So Joe's shop is the Timeless <laughs> Fragrance Company. Check her out on Instagram. Pop into her shop on Hamilton Street. She's going to be super busy over Christmas. If she's not in the shop, she's probably out the back stirring a cauldron. <laughs> Having a meltdown. Having a meltdown. <laughs> and all covered <laughs> in the rest wax. of the witches. You heard it here first that she's going to be a worldwide distributor of the best wax melt fragrance products. I'm going to get a tattoo if we're ever on live TV. <laughs> that will, I can guarantee that will never, ever, ever happen. You I'm just what? managing everyone's expectations here. Uh, never happening. But we always finish every podcast episode with a stupid question. What have you had or what are you going to have for your tea? No, I had a McDonald's at yes, like two o'clock. I did too. And it's made <laughs> me feel a bit sick or maybe it was my nerves coming here. So I won't be able to eat But now. it weren't that bad. We looked after you, didn't we? No, yeah, I'm glad you asked me. Oh, you thank did you. really well, so thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah. you for having me. Thank you. 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 Thank you.
<laughs> 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 <laughs>